If last year has taught us anything, it's that we need to embrace our new normal. The media was full of stories that talked about how the changes that were introduced, like masks and hand sanitizer, are now just going to be part of everyday life. We face changes every day, but they normally aren't that significant. And as a result, they don't impact our lives in major ways. In October 2019, I got my first taste of a new normal. My normal up until this point was living at home with mum and dad, along with our cat Harry, on our little farm. The view was hills and paddocks as far as the eye could see. The most noise I heard were cockatoos flying around and the cicadas at night. My biggest worry on the road was potholes and kangaroos. I was comfortable in my routine and in my environment. Then, in a matter of weeks, my world was turned upside down and I made the move to Wollongong. I was faced with creating a new normal. I was now living alone, buildings surrounding me, and gone from paddocks to the beach as my backyard. I had to learn how to live on my own and get used to new people and a new city. This is now my new normal. I have adapted and created a life for myself which is so far from what I was used to, but now I couldn't imagine it being any different. This big change also came with a lot of personal growth. I learnt who I was and became comfortable in my own skin. This move was all God-driven, and he used this opportunity to build me as a person, to prepare me for the plans ahead. It has made me brave, and ready to tackle new places and new people. There are so many stories in the Bible that display individuals who have embraced their new normal and gone on to play a major role in the history of Christianity. Embracing the new normal requires wisdom and courage. One very special woman in the Bible who went through a period of transition and obeying God and who we're going to be delving into the story of today is Esther. Her story is the perfect example of embracing the new normal and how that can lead to life-changing instances. So today, let's look at the story of Esther. Today, our message will focus on the two chapters from the book of Esther, chapters three and four. In the time of Esther, many of the Jews had returned from the exile to Palestine in an effort to re-establish the institution of Judaism. Most of the Jews in exile, however, did not return, even though the law and their prophets encouraged them to do so. They had become accustomed to the comfortable lifestyle that they had created outside of the promised land. There was a certain convenience of life that was more appealing to them than the perceived discomfort and deprivation that was involved in obeying God. Esther, and her cousin Mordecai were among those who chose not to return. The events of Esther are thought to have occurred from 483 BC to 473 BC. This was the first half of the reign of King Xerxes. King Xerxes' wife at the time, the queen, was disobedient and would not follow the rules that the king had set. The king would not be undermined in such a way, and so the queen was banished. The king then had to find a new queen, one who would obey him. In chapter 2, Esther is made queen. 
The king had commissioned that all the beautiful young women be brought to the palace and be entrusted to Haggai, who was in charge of the harem. Esther pleased the king and won his favour, and she soon became queen. However, Esther was hiding a huge secret. She was a Jew. Her cousin Mordecai had forbidden her to reveal her nationality and background. Esther was chosen to be queen because of her beauty. King Xerxes saw the outside appearance and based his love for her on that. But God chose Esther for another reason. Her heart. 1 Samuel 16, 7 reads, The Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God desires to see the same traits in our hearts. So what is God looking for in our hearts? God is looking for a teachable heart, a prayerful heart, and a sacrificial heart. These are particularly important when we embrace our new normal because they allow us to surrender and fully embrace what is ahead. Esther had a heart that were all these things, and we should strive to have them also. When Esther was crowned queen of Persia, she became a very powerful woman. And by all rights, she could have ignored the counsel of Mordecai and believed that she knew best. But she didn't. She didn't allow herself to be influenced by the outside world. She trusted in Mordecai, who was a man of God. She had a teachable heart. When God looks at your heart, does he see a teachable heart? I love the verse in Proverbs 9.9, give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase his learning. God teaches us in many ways. He can do it through reading his word, from speaking with others, family, friends, and the messages on a Sunday. God teaches us each day and we just need to listen. And that's when it's our choice what we do with these lessons. When Esther became queen, she was wise and saw that she had the opportunity to take advantage of her new normal, although she didn't at the time know the ultimate outcome of her decision. Esther was blessed that she was able to see the fruits of her decision. She was able to see firsthand her sacrifice and bravery saved the Jews. There are decisions that we make that we may never see the fruits of, but we shouldn't let this deter us. We should seize every opportunity we have to make a difference. Along with her wisdom and bravery and God's guidance, Esther managed to save the Jewish people. And this story is a direct example of how God selects certain people for specific tasks. And not only does he choose these people, he also guides and protects them. Esther was in a scary situation. She was hiding her true identity and found herself in the midst of this authoritarian regime dictated by a king and ultimately controlled by his deputy, who was filled with pride and racial hatred. She must have been feeling so overwhelmed and wondering why God had given her this task. She was most likely thinking, I'm only one Jewish woman. 
I have no real power or authority. How can I make a difference? It is Mordecai who speaks into her situation and challenges Esther to embrace the position that God has placed her into. Arguably the most impactful moment of the story and the climax is 4.14, which reads, And who knows whether you have not come to this kingdom for such a time as this. God is in every detail of our lives, which we see time and time again in the scripture. And we have seen that looking briefly in Esther's story. Joseph is another example of an individual who trusted God in every aspect of his life. And it is clear that God was present in every detail, even the parts that were hard. Joseph was sold into slavery. He was then thrown into prison. He then, however, was promoted as Egypt's supreme leader under the Pharaoh's authority. But Joseph was then faced with the opportunity to slaughter his brothers. But instead, he chose to forgive them. In Genesis, Joseph says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. What a remarkable trust in God's sovereignty and providence. Psalm 37, 23 reads, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. We can trust that God knows the plan. He knows where we are along our journey and where we need and how we can make a difference. This can happen even if we are in situations that are unfamiliar or even plain scary. Esther was in a situation just like that. It was scary and confronting and required a leap of faith. Esther says in 4.16, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Esther was willing to die to save her people. The, the word prayer is not directly used in this particular passage, but it is a concept that is strongly implied that Esther had a prayerful heart. This can be seen in chapter 4, verse 15 to 16, which says, Go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susha and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens will also fast in the same way. And thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law. The key word in this passage that indicates a prayerful heart is the word fast. Throughout the Bible, we often see fasting and prayer together. Esther knew in her heart that God was calling her to action. She told Mordecai to go out to the people in the town and ask them to begin praying and fasting on her behalf. Esther knew that if she was going to complete this massive task, she couldn't do it by herself. She knew that she needed the power of God. Through prayer and fasting, she relied on God's power and she asked for God's wisdom and power every step of the way. Her new normal allowed her to have a huge impact on others' lives. She was able to give the voiceless a voice. Sometimes we think our situations are all about us, but sometimes they are about helping others. God desires us to have a sacrificial heart 
He hopes that we are giving time, talent and treasure to building God's kingdom on earth. Notice how verse 16 ends. And if I perish, I perish. When Esther decided to obey Mordecai, she was risking everything, even her life. Just because she was now the queen, she was not in a position to confront the king and speak her mind. She knew that in ancient Persia, this was just not possible. She had to have the king send for her. Esther was in a very tricky situation. She had two options, not speak up and keep her Jewish history a secret. She was queen. She was in a position to keep her wealth and live a comfortable life. Or she could go risk everything to save her people. She would lose her wealth, her comfortable lifestyle, and possibly her life. She would have weighed her options carefully. She was a young woman, but she certainly understood the implications of her decision, whichever path she decided to take. She decided, I'm willing to sacrifice it all because God's people are in distress. And again, if I perish, I perish. She bravely set aside her concern for her own safety and as a result, feared for the greater safety of her people. What does God see in our hearts? What do we see when we look in our own hearts? We should strive to have a teachable, prayerful and sacrificial heart. We can see this in Esther and how she set aside her own desires to build the kingdom of God. There are situations in which we must stand in courage, even when it is not popular to do so, and risk it all. This can be applied to our faith in a modern world. We are often confronted with challenging beliefs and meet people who have conflicting morals. In these situations, we have the chance to be brave and stand before people and declare our faith. We are being constantly faced with change. We experience it every day, whether we realise it or not. God often introduces changes into our lives so that we grow, we learn and we develop. Change can be scary. We are creatures of comfort. We like to be in control. But we know that ultimately God is in control. We can look at change in two ways. We can fear it and push it away or we can accept it and embrace it. Change makes us brave. It allows us to fully trust in God and his plan for us. When we take the time to listen and follow God's plan, we make smart decisions. And as a result, we grow into the people that God designed us to be. So today, embrace change. Go into this new year with an open mind and an open heart. Embrace the new normal. It will make you brave. Trust in God. His plan is good.